Welcome to the Point Church Teaching Podcast. I'm Corey Ickes, one of the pastors here at Point Church in Fort Liberty. We seek to exalt Jesus and equip the saints through expositional preaching and teaching. I hope you're encouraged and uplifted from this week's teaching. Welcome. We're glad you're here today. And I'm Kevin Gregory. I'm one of the elders here at Point Church. And I have the privilege of wrapping up our three weeks of the gospel. Uh, We started off uh, two weeks ago. The first week, Corey taught us about gospel foundations. He said, the power of the gospel for salvation is the key. And there were three aspects of the power of the gospel. First, we are saved from the penalty of sin. Second, we are being saved from the power of sin. And third, we will be saved from the presence of sin. And then last week, Barry taught us about gospel rhythms. So we've had gospel foundations and then gospel ribbons. And this is what he said as Jesus' followers we should be doing. And he used the acrostic of bless, B-L-E-S-S. The first being bless, we intentionally bless others through serving, encouraging, and giving. The second one was listen. We intentionally listen to others' stories. The third one was eat. We intentionally eat through sharing meals, drinks, and moments. And then the S, the first S is speak. We intentionally speak truths of Jesus by graciously and boldly proclaiming the gospel in all scenarios of life. And then the last one is we slow down. We recreate. We intentionally work, rest, and pause to remember that we are God's mission first. We are on God's mission, but we are God's mission. The mission is His, and it's not ours. So this week, and I know for a lot of you, that's a lot to take in. But as we wrap up this series, I want to start today by asking a simple question. If this is all true, then what do we do now? If we are the people of God, saved by the person and work of Jesus for His purposes in this world, then how do we begin to do that in our everyday life? This last week of our series, I want to paint a picture for you of what a life of holistic discipleship might look like. Let's consider how we can begin to make a plan for pursuing this life. The question I hope that we will answer today is how does that look? How do we live that gospel out? How does it look each and every day? And so the title of our message today is Gospel proclamation. How do we proclaim the gospel, living out these godly or this gospel identities, the gospel foundation, the gospel rhythm, 
and the gospel proclamation in our everyday life. Let me open in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just praise you and thank you for your gospel, for the good news that you sent your Son to die for us, that we are forgiven for our sins, that we are continually forgiven each and every day, and that ultimately all sin will be put forever away. Father, I pray as we go into this moment that we will reflect on what we need to do. What does this life walking every day look like? And what do we need to do every day to be successful disciples first and disciple makers? Father, we ask all of this in your name, Lord Jesus. Show us, we pray. Amen. So, how do we wrap our lives around the gospel and our new identities? Because really, we have a new identity in Christ. How do we infuse the gospel into the everyday stuff of life? Well, the first priority must be that we need to submit to Jesus. We need to surrender Him to Him every day. This is what we... Jesus called himself that we need to abide in him. We need to be grafted into his branch. This is the only way that we can be proclaimers, witnesses of him. We must abide in Jesus Christ daily. That means we must learn to talk with him in prayer. And we must learn to hear from him in the study of his word. And we must learn his commands, the commands of Jesus on how to live a life that is pleasing to him. We've been studying along in Romans, and I'm going to refer back to that because this applies to these three gospel truths. And the reason we chose to step aside from Romans is to make sure that you understand clearly what Paul was saying in Romans so that we can live in these gospel truths and then move forward in the rest of our study in Romans, understanding our foundation, our rhythm, and what does it look like to be his witness. So Romans 12, verses 1 through 2 says this, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by the testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Corey said it so well, we are designed to worship God. And the only way we can do that is if we renew our mind in his word and seek his face so that when testing comes, we can discern what is the good and acceptable and perfect way that God wants us to go. Following Jesus must involve our everyday life. It's not just something we do on Sundays. We have to take Jesus 
with us from the moment we wake up until the moment we go to sleep. Jesus did not take the first disciples through a program. This is not a program. But he asked them to follow him through their everyday life. We need to allow Jesus into our everyday lives and we need to follow his direction every day. I've gotten in a habit where I heard it said a long time ago, you wake up in the morning to talking to Jesus and you close that prayer at night. Ephesians 4, verses 17 through 24 says this, Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the fertility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him, as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. This is that part that Corey said, we're continually living, fighting against sin. This is the way we do it. Through renewing our minds, telling ourselves, this is not the way. God has a plan, and he will help us to succeed. But we have to start with the gospel. We must remind ourselves daily of the power of the gospel and that we are saved from the penalty of sin, but we are being saved with his power. It's not our power that overcomes our sin. It is Jesus Christ in us who helps us to overcome the power of sin. And we will be saved from the presence of sin in the end. And I'm going to turn back to Romans 1, verse 16. Where Paul says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So what do we learn? We need to build a gospel foundation personally and communally. You can't do the Christian life on your own. We must do it in community. Those of you who think you got it made and you're all strong and can do it on your own, best of luck, but I'm telling you, you can't. That's why we have brothers and sisters in Christ to come alongside us, to encourage us, to challenge us, to make this walk together. Making disciples in everyday life is not done out of guilt or duty but out of the overflow of a heart moved by the gospel, by the good news of Jesus, 
I don't go out and try to teach other men and train other men with what God's are not doing in my life. He's doing it in my life, and that's what I'm passing on to others. If we try to live life on mission apart from the truth of what Jesus has done for us, it will begin to feel like a burden. Why? Because you're only good enough by what you look like on the outside. You are stronger only by what Jesus does on the inside. So we need to live in light of our new identity in Jesus. The gospel has not just saved us, but has given us a new identity to be lived out together as family, as servants, and as missionaries. Back to Romans 6, verse 4. It says, We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So how do we live every day in addition to praying, in addition to studying God's Word, in addition to getting it inside us every day? How do we execute this life? We do it through the rhythms that Barry shared with us. Personally do this. We talk about this being, you know, our church wanting to do this together. But personally, we need to do the regular rhythms of bless. We need to bless others through serving and encouraging and giving every day. We need to listen and hear other stories. Why? So that we might have an opportunity to share God's story in light of their story. We need to eat and share meals with each other. We need to invite people to coffee. We need to have moments of opportunity to get to know them and to tell them that we really do love and care where they are spiritually in their journey. We need to speak truths of Jesus by graciously and boldly proclaiming the gospel whenever the opportunity presents itself. And then we need to slow down. We need to recreate. We need to do what God did was to work. And we need to rest. And we need to pause to remember again that we are God's pleasure. We are His creation. And we need to take care of His creation in order for us to be effective in the lives of others. But we need to bless. We need to intentionally display God's grace through the words, through our words and our gifts and actions. And as followers of Jesus, we have been blessed with unmerited favor and provision that God has given us and in our new identities he's given us. I was talking about this this morning to my small group. I was reminding them, we were talking about hard times and facing trials. The facing of trials is God working in us to build us up to perseverance in the faith. 
But I reminded my brothers in Christ, I said, you know, you have a car and a home. Because you have a car and a home, you're in the top 5% of those people in the world. And we looked at Jenny and Zoe coming up here and talking about the folks in Uganda. And we, and we see, and they saw and experienced what life looks like to the, less, to the rest of the 95%. But they were grateful. They rejoiced. I remind my brothers this morning, God says, consider it all joy when you face what? Trials. I don't know about you, but I'm not always joyful in my trials. But we should be. Because it means if you're in a trial, God's testing your faith. Not a temptation, hear me. Not a temptation and not a tribulation. The tribulation, we're all going to experience tribulation. The bad in this earth is dead and dying. It's evil everywhere. Tribulation comes to the righteous and unrighteous. It comes to us all. It's not going to change. Why? Because God's not redeemed the world yet. But in the meantime, he wants us to live out the blessings he's given us so that we can be a blessing to others. So let's consider the pathways that we've identified for Point Church as to how we can help you live out your gospel identity. Further, first, it's gather and worship. That's why we're here today. We gather and worship. And in worship, we worship God through praises, through the song. We worship God through getting into His Word and getting it into you, the people of God. We worship in baptism, which we're about to do in a few minutes, the celebration of the resurrection of life, the death and the burial of Jesus our Savior. We celebrate it as a symbol in baptism. We celebrate communion, which also represents the body and blood of Jesus shed for each of one. And we celebrate we celebrated three years as a family, and we enjoyed each other's company at a, at a picnic this last week. We celebrate the good things that happen. We celebrate the graduations from Ranger School. We celebrate the difficulties that people go through when trying to get through school. But we celebrate them, and we encourage each other as we gather corporately for worship. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25 says this, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. You know what the day that's drawing near? And it's getting closer and closer. And that is the day when the Lord says, enough's enough, and the trumpet blows, and we all meet him in the air. So we need to gather corporately to encourage us to live out this gospel life. We need to gather in missional communities. We've talked about this. We encourage 
everybody to join a missional community. Why? Because this is another way you can live out gospel rhythms together. And it's also another way we can be on mission to reach our individual communities. We are asking for MCs um, to start this fall. We want them to clarify their mission. Where do they feel as a group that God's called them? Too often, we try to do our mission alone and not with others who have a common mission. Having a common collective mission helps others see what Jesus has saved us into, and that is a family of God. So we're going to ask each group, as a group, what people or place do you believe that God's collectively calling or sending you to this year? Is it your neighborhood? Is it an organization? Is it a mission field? Each group, each missional community needs to figure out what that is. Then we need to form a plan. Come up with a detailed plan. You can talk about it all day long, but until you put it on paper, until you put it in black and white, that's when we know it's going to get executed. So come up with a plan on how you're going to reach that community, that people group, whatever it is that you're shooting to be on mission together for. Set some goals. Be specific. We need to pray over those goals, there's no doubt. We need to ask God for direction and purpose, there's no doubt. But I guarantee you, when you start to live the gospel in community to your neighbors and to your targeted audience, you're going to see the power of the Holy Spirit move in the lives of people. And I look forward to hearing when we gather together at the end of this season of missional communities what God has done, and we'll look back and rejoice. The third way we're asking people to get involved is DNA groups. These are Discover, Nurture, Act groups, and our goal is to grow together to saturate the world with the gospel. So we'll be working through a book called Growing in Christ Together. This book, I think, can change the face of who we are individually. And I encourage each person to join a DNA group to find out what God has for you to grow together. Growth happens when we move from a knowledge of God to a heart for God. And the only way to get a heart for God is, especially brothers in Christ, is when we start sharpening each other <laughs> and encouraging each other and challenging each other because then we move it from heart, head to heart. And I know women, it's the same for you as well. When you start talking about it and you start reflecting on it and you hear other people's talking about it, it moves it from here to here. That's what our intent is in the DNA groups. So this week, in conclusion... You're about to be commissioned. Here's your commission, and it comes from Galatians 6, 7 through 10. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, 
that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. You see, if we can commit to sowing gospel seeds in our everyday life, to sowing gospel seeds in our missional communities, to growing and maturing in Christ in our DNA groups, it will move through us out to the whole earth, saturating it with the good news of Jesus Christ. So here's your commission. Matthew 28, 18-20. And Jesus said, came and said to them, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go for, therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Let's do a quick recap because I know that was a lot. Submit to Jesus and involve him in your everyday life. Start with and build a gospel foundation. Live out your new identity in Jesus. Execute, bless. Those rhythms, bless others, listen, eat, speak, and slow down should exemplify who you are. And oh, by the way, you'll be different from the rest of the world. Gather corporately in missional communities and in DNA groups. And then remember this. While we are the mission of God, we are also on mission from God and commissioned by Him to do it. So that means He will equip us. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank You for Your Word, first and foremost. Father, we thank you again for the gospel. Help it be our foundation, our rhythm, and our proclamation, Father. Help us to live this out in our own lives personally and then communally. Father, we just are so grateful for your son and what he's done for our lives. Help us to move from a head knowledge to a heart knowledge. And out of what you're doing in our lives, let it overflow into those around us. Because I know, Father, when you transform a life, you can change a family. You can change the church. And you can change our communities. And ultimately, you can change the world. 
Lord, bless us now as we go. Help us to remember we're on a mission. Send us where you will. We ask in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's teaching. If you'd like to learn more about how you can be a part of what God is doing here at Point, connect with us at www.pointchurch.live. Thank you.